San Francisco hardware store owned by the same family since 1955 has lost a staggering $700,000 in merchandise in a single year due to organized shoplifting. That's insane. The numbers are staggering. The numbers are staggering. You can't avoid them any longer. Let's get into it. Let's see what this looks like in San Fran. Here we go. It's one of the other topics I'm going to be covering today, which I I don't get into a lot, is the Young Turks. Progressive YouTube channel, big exposure, tons of followers. One of their principal members is coming right out and addressing the San Francisco organized retail theft issue and basically stating, hey, we can't really hide this any longer. And it's impacting, you know, people in economic areas that have the least ability to deal with it. So <laughs> this, this storyline is, is coming out and it's even coming out from the left left side and they're basically stating hey you know far left you got to deal with this because you've got constituents that are you know their stores are being closed up left and right and this is why 700 grand in a year i mean how you just close up right i mean you just close up san francisco family owned hardware store has lost a staggering 700 grand in a single year to organize shoplifting as the city continues to battle rampant crime dale hardware's owner kyle smith described the helpless situation in fremont and said his grandfather who founded the shop in 1955 would roll in his grave i believe it's rolled over would roll over in his grave and just go ah what are you doing? What happened? You imagine if a guy who started a business in 55 came back in 2023 and saw what happened to San Francisco, he'd go, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Where are we? What is that? What is that guy doing? What, what is happening here? And he'd stand in his store and he'd go, good Lord. What do you, what, what happened? That's literally what I think would happen. So he'd roll in his grave if he knew about the unbridled shoplifting. He'd probably do more than that, right? Somebody starts a store in 55, he'd probably be like, all right, yeah, we got to go down to the gun store. We got to stop this nonsense. I mean, <laughs> the uncontrolled looting in San Francisco has occurred for a number of reasons, including the accelerated organized retail theft and increased homelessness. All right. Let's be clear. It's not homelessness. It is drug addicts. It's a drug market. And this is a drug fueled, you know, deal that we're going through. And without, without getting these folks the help that they need, this is, this has got legs to it. You are not going to stop what we've got going on here. You're certainly not going to stop it by like sending in the feds, right? I mean, some of the ridiculous things our government is doing is on the Fed end, they're like, yeah, we're going to investigate, you know, we're going to have the, the big media companies really ratchet down on those, you know, online stores. And if people can't verify who they are and what they're selling, then, you know, we might find them by then the merchandise has already been stolen. And so much of this stuff is being sold on black markets on the street. It's not being sold on, on online. You know, some of it is. But so much of it isn't, right? Because you need to get that quick cash, that quick liquid cash. 
Widespread drug addiction and the move away from incarceration for less serious crimes are also contributing factors, according to experts. One of the things that the Young Turk um, woman pointed out was, uh, I think Anna is her name, I'll get to that. Uh, she was pointing out a graph stating how the shoplifting during the Great Recession of 2008, you didn't have, I mean, people were, people were, you know, everybody had a tough time during the Great Recession, right? I mean, so many people did. I did. I had a divorce that coincided with that. But shoplifting didn't skyrocket. Shoplifting skyrocketed at the beginning of the pandemic. Beginning of the pandemic. It's like somebody just hit a button and went, boop. It's all good, folks. Go do your thing. Shoplift to your heart's content. It's like that happened, right? How do we run a small business with 1800 bucks of loss every day? You don't. I mean, you just don't. It ends up costing the consumer more money because we can't survive without raising prices. Right. So it's the doom loop we talk about, right? This is the, the doom loop of retail right now, especially in a city like San Francisco, the more that the shoplifting happens, the more that the store is forced to increase prices and or cut services. And by cut services, I mean shut down. And that's what you've, that's what you've got going on here. I mean, some of the stuff that we're seeing is just, it's, it's mind blowing that it's, that it's happening. I mean, that, that cities are just like, oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Surveillance footage from different uh, days in 2022 showed a number of people brazenly walking out of the store holding stolen tools. Some are concealed in bags, but others are just carried out in the open. People pinpointed in the clips have individually stolen as much as 2800 bucks worth of supplies without being stopped by staff. They know they're going to get away with it. Why wouldn't they do it is the better question. One of the clips that's gotten kind of pretty famous was CNN sent in a reporter with a video crew to the most notorious, I think it was Walgreens in San Francisco, where they've put up all this, you know, anti-shoplifting devices and, you know, gates and stuff and all this stuff. <laughs> and the reporter, a dude walks past them and just goes right through the gates, walks out. And the reporter goes uh, to the people at the counter. Did did he pay? Did 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 he pay? And the answer was mm, clearly that dude didn't pay. He had a bunch of stuff on him, and he's just you know booking it out the door, as you do. I mean, no, he didn't pay. You knew that, but it was just like, did did he pay? That guy didn't pay, and that's what's going on in massive amounts. In other instance, a man shoved, uh, shoved stolen gloves from the shelves down his pants before walking out of the shop unscathed. He also took 37 circular saw blades from the store. Another situation saw a pair load a flatbed cart with $11,000 in specialty wire. <laughs> and they're just walking out the front door. I mean, and, you know, nobody can stop them, essentially, because we're in that, you know, you can, you could, but... You know, insurance companies don't want that to happen. Police don't want that to happen because we are having people, you know, an 82-year-old dude at a Home Depot got shoved into one of those concrete um, kind of barricade, not barricade, but um, things that come out of the ground like pillar and whacked his head and died. And that was, you know, he was not even, he was barely confronting a shoplifter, got pushed, fell down, whacked his head and died. 
another guy got shot, a kid that was getting uh, engaged. I think that was uh, where, that was in California. I mean, you know, it's not worth losing somebody's life, but you got to do something to stop this scenario. I mean, some of the footage that's out there is just, I mean, it's like, what are you even doing? One of their accomplices stood at the door, and this is the $11,000 in specialty wire. One of the accomplices stood at the door posing as a customer, warning employees to stop pursuing because those guys have guns. They're organized. This is organized. This is not just people needing a sandwich, stealing a sandwich from Safeway, right? It's just flat not. They walked away with all the gear. And one woman pushing a double stroller with a blanket and, uh, and teddies draped over it hid $4,000 worth of batteries she had grabbed from the store in less than four minutes. Four grand worth of batteries. They're just robbing these stores blind. The large store hires dozens of employees and has installed many cameras and license plate readers in the parking lot in a bid to stop the looting, but to no avail. All right. So you got dozens of employees in there. All right. What are they going to do? You're going to report it to the police. By the time that happens, these criminals are long gone. You know, the cops know who a lot of these folks are. If you arrest them, you know, actually prosecuting them is very difficult. And when you have a district attorney who's just like, ah, that's a crime of need, needed that sandwich and those $4,000 worth of batteries. When you've got district attorneys doing that, you can see where you get nowhere. So you've got license plate readers. Okay. So you get a license plate off the stolen car they used, right? <laughs> None of this is really going to help. Fourth out in, um, in the parking lot in a bid to stop the looting, but to no avail. Heavy chains now adorn most of the expensive merchandise in Smith's store. Just like, what was it? Uh, Walgreens or was it Safeway? I can't remember. Oh, you know, so many different stores are like, we're getting robbed blind. Uh, one of them in San Francisco, you know, had the ice cream cooler barricaded off with, you know, heavy duty chain set and eight different locks. <laughs> this is 2023. This is how we're handling things, right? Things have gotten worse. They've definitely not gotten better and they've gotten way worse since 2020 since the pandemic, since the, the George Floyd thing, right? It's literally like somebody hit that, that green light and said, go guys, it's all you, let's go. In 2021, Rachel Michelin, president of the California Retailers Association, said San Francisco and Oakland areas suffered the second highest amount of losses to organized retail crime in the country. The two areas have lost around $3.6 billion to shoplifting. But that was before the recent spike in crime that's impacted the Bay Area and the rest of the nation. National Retail Federation said that the scourge, which grew worse during the pandemic, cost the industry almost $100 billion in 2022. These stores are going to pass the savings right along to the consumer and or close up shop. Neither one of those is an option where the folks that can least afford it have any ability to do anything about it. So this is impacting those at the social, lowest social economic levels. That's who it's impacting the most, right? And, you know, you're just like, well, what are we doing about this? 
And apparently, yeah, we're not doing anything. The uh, the Young Turks interview, Anna, I believe it was. <clears throat> I need to get those names down. I just don't pay attention to any kind of left-wing news media because I'm just like, well, that, that's upsetting. That, that's the wrong. <laughs> you guys got it all wrong. You got to watch news for reasonable people. What are you doing? Now, you always need to – I'll watch CNN, but the kind of the more, more youtube stuff – I don't watch, and that's what Young Turks is. But she had a segment at about the 12-12 mark on uh, a video, and she basically came right out and said, hey, you know what? Other left-wing folks don't want me to talk about storylines like the organized retail shopping because it makes the left look bad. Well, it does make the left look bad. Because we've had this whole, you know, anti-police rhetoric. You've got the whole defund the police. Look at how well that worked out. And then you've got district attorneys in these cities that have a super soft on crime and prosecutors super soft on crime, you know, stance. And so this has literally just allowed this in these communities to explode like it has in San Francisco. Fellow Bay Shop owner, air, uh, shop owner Sam Khalil told the Mercury News that his two San Jose shops selling jeans are targeted by many who steal. I stopped calling police. Shoplifting. They don't even bother to show up anymore, Khalil told the outlet. And that is another huge issue is, hey, look, the crime rates are down. Well, that's because nobody's reporting it. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out, right? Khalil said he's been around for 30 years and seen a surge in shoplifting since the COVID-19 pandemic. He added that he loses a thousand bucks to three thousand bucks a month in stolen goods at each store. How long is that sustainable, right? We talk in real estate when we've got a, a big slowdown like we've got right now. Federal Reserve just bumped the interest rates another quarter point, which we kind of figured they would. And it's already, you know, figured into the current, you know, mortgage interest rates because the market kind of, it takes that stuff into account. All right. They're probably going to do a quarter point bump. We're going to, here's the rates. Here's, here's where we're going to keep the, the mortgage rates anyway. But in real estate, we talk about when you're in a big down, downturn or a big slowdown, how long you can hold on. If you're a real estate agent, you don't have a ton of, you know, money saved up to get you through it. It can be tough. How long is this, you know, bad run going to go on? How long is this bad run going to go on for these retailers? Because what is going to turn it around? Are we all of a sudden going to get a whole bunch of police to, you know, start arresting people? Or are we all of a sudden get a bunch of prosecutors to prosecute people, district attorneys to go after folks? And are we actually going to incarcerate them? Because the whole thing has been, we need to, you know, switch up the entire justice system. And, you know, abolition of the justice system was, you know, on the far left agenda. It's Black Lives Matter agenda, Right. That's what it's based on. Get rid of the justice system. Get rid of judges. Get rid of police. Defund the police. And all of that has wildly backfired. And it's fueled this current run. And how long does a store like this, how long does a store like this stay in business? It's the question of the hour, isn't it? Maybe the week. Maybe the month. Earlier this month, it was reported theft had become so bad in San Francisco that some stores were padlocking shut their freezers and tying metal chains to ensure the doors remain closed overnight. People are going to break in and steal thousands of bucks worth of ice cream and frozen burritos. Yeah, 
I mean, that's and 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 pizzas, anything frozen, in the in the uh, drugstore section, right? And so they got to padlock them for the overnight. It's just it it's wild. Video shot by one potential shopper at a local Walgreens in the city sees aisle after aisle of products locked away behind uh, plexiglass and glass out of the reach of thieves. Now, they can reach it. They just can't get through the glass, right? So you got to go ask somebody or you go to a little kiosk and put your order in and they bring it out and you get it that way. Even lower value items such as toothpaste and tissues are kept under lock and key, such as the rampant theft that's been occurring in many of the city's pharmacies and supermarkets. At one particular location on 16th Street and Geary Boulevard, the freezer doors, yeah, that was the, I think that was Walgreens, um, entirely chained up with staff concerned thieves will come into the store overnight to empty the contents. But what happened is corporate said, you know what? Yeah. Having people see us locked up like this, it's not a good look. This isn't a good look for Walgreens. I think it was Walgreens. Maybe it could have been Safeway. I can't remember. But um, this isn't a good look. So guys, yeah, get rid of the chains. We, we got to go back to just yeah, losing our stuff. If we lose it, we lose it. Because the, you know, they, they, they did that weighing the options of, all right, if we keep this going, then we become known for locking up all of our frozen goods. If we take the chains off, we lose some frozen goods. And they made the decision, yeah, we got to take those chains off because this is not good optics for the company. Shop workers have already reported a problem with thieves coming to the store as many as 20 times a day to fill their bags full of products, including items that need to be kept at a cool temperature, such as frozen pizza and ice cream. That's one of the things that I'm like, where are they taking the frozen pizza and the ice cream? Where are they cooling it? They've, you know, there's gotta be, they've gotta have a system down for that. Like you get them out in the car. It's a five minute drive to wherever they're going. They've got a bunch of big freezers. I don't know, but I mean, you know, just the logistics alone are like, what are you, what are you, how did, how did this happen? How do we get here? San Francisco Mayor London Breed told the New York Times that she understood the frustration of residents and staff who were unable to get groceries without it being an eventful experience. Eventful. I mean, that is one way. How about terrifying? Because you know these folks have guns, right? I mean, you know these folks have guns. It's just, it's a given, and they're stolen guns. They are not legally obtained guns. So you got a bunch of gun-toting criminals you know, just running through the grocery store, stealing a bunch of stuff, or you got whacked out drug addicts, you know, take your pick. So one of the things about, you know, the whole, when the store does get shut down, is that now the folks who have the least amount of money to afford on groceries, your store gets shut down. Now they got to go, you know, figure out how to get to a bus or, you know, figure out they got to spend more resources just getting to their food because they're living in a, in a food desert, unfortunately. And this is what the, the, you know, this is where the narrative is. And the narrative that is being debated is that, hey, who made the policy where it allowed the criminals to basically run rampant with shoplifting? Where did that come from? Because we're not seeing this at this levels in states and cities and counties where they didn't go down the roads of, hey, decriminalize shoplifting, decriminalize drugs, decriminalize open-air drug use, decriminalize 
open air selling of stolen goods. They didn't go down those routes and they don't have these issues at the same rates. But the Democratic leader then admitted, San Francisco Mayor London Breed, no one is able to really do anything about the rise in crime and rampant homelessness affecting stores, which has resulted in 46% of the shops in the city's downtown Westfield Mall closing since 2020, and the owners of the Westfield Mall giving back the mall to the lender. Here you go. Here's the keys. Good luck with that. I hope you do something with it. The mall's owners later said they were giving up the shopping center and abandoning the property. You go to a grocery store and it shouldn't be an eventful experience. It's definitely changed, she said. You go to the store now and see people constantly walking out with items in their hands, getting into altercations with staff, and no one's able to really do anything. Yeah, uh, staff is told, do not confront them, do not physically touch them. Even store security is told to do just about the same. Not in all areas and areas where, you know, they don't have this kind of, you know, shoplifting running rampant. It's because they've got greater levels of loss prevention, you know, going after that. So, you know, there's a real cause and effect here, folks. This is not, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. San Francisco is one of the poster children for here's why you don't decriminalize everything. Here's why you actually throw people in jail, because there has to be consequences at some point. If there are none, this is what you get. Not that hard to figure out, right? There's a level of frustration I know that definitely comes with that. And to deal with that all day, I can understand that employees would say we've had enough. Employees have said we've had enough. Managers have said we've had enough. Owners get to the point where they say we've had enough. Corporate gets to the point where they say, we just shut down another, I think it was Walgreens here in Seattle. It's like, yeah, downtown Seattle, being robbed blind, shutting her down. I mean, as you do, right? But despite making excuses for the low-level crimes, Breed said that it's her job to get things done, adding, no one wants to hear excuses why you can't. Numerous retailers have pulled out of the downtown San Francisco because of the rampant shoplifting and homelessness. It's straight up drug. It's, it's straight up drug dealing. I mean, and, and drug abuse. I mean, okay, just take this one picture here. I mean, this is when this is the scene on your sidewalks and streets. This is drug culture 101. I mean, it's as simple as that. This is drug culture 101 and drugs. Yeah. You know, they cost a little bit of money. And so you go into the stores and you steal from them. And then you've got a very liquid liquid black market on which you can sell. Some of it goes online. Yeah. Vast majority of it is, is sold, you know, in these open air markets where people are just like, yeah, give me that for that. And I'll go buy some drugs and, you know, another day, another dollar, another hit. I mean, that's literally, you know, what you've got going on. So when this is, when this is your, your city streets, your host, your host, I did a, um, yeah, here's the Westfield Mall <laughs> with Nordstrom. Nordstrom just closed down uh, Monday of this week. I believe they they shut their store down and um, they're not coming back. And some of it has to do with you don't have any employees in downtown San Francisco, but you've also had just shoplifting in these areas run rampant. So you've got a combination of factors. And then when you've got people living on the streets that are just doing crazy stuff, that doesn't exactly scream out, hey, come shop at our store. 
So you've just got that, you know, perpetual cycle going on. And the Young Turks in that same interview, she was basically just doing a a storyline. She said, you know, half of these stores closed down and you can't really blame them because these are not conditions that stores can make a go of it long term. And she came right out and said, these are not crimes of need. That is total nonsense. This is organized retail theft. And for those of us on the left who've been quietly kind of talking about this a little bit more to the point where folks on the left are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe don't talk about that so much. Just, you know, mom's the word. We're just going to ignore it. It it doesn't, it doesn't make us look good because it makes it, you know, look like we were soft on crime and then it's hurting the people that might vote for us. And, And that's, that's the real deal. Is that the people that can uh, that that can least afford to take the brunt of the impact of this are the ones that it's impacting the most. They have the least resources to to deal with this. The rest of us go, all right, yeah, okay. So my, you know, my whatever it is, tube of toothpaste at drugstore, it's gone up. Okay, yeah, whatever. So everything else has to. But when you're on fixed income or you just, you know, you're just scraping to get by, you're working full time, whatever it is, and you're just barely making it, those incremental costs that come from this type of nonsense, those are what's tearing people apart. And I think some of the folks on the left are going, they're actually recognizing, oh, yeah, the optics on this. We can't ignore it. That's the bottom line. We can't ignore it anymore. So then the real question is, there's nothing else in this article that we haven't covered, you know, a trillion times. And that's, that's a real number, trillion times, trillion times. And I'm, I'm like a thousand. We here as a podcast, we're about a thousand subscribers. No, we're a, are we a thousand? Yeah, we're a thousand subscribers away from a hundred thousand. So thank you to everybody that has subscribed. If you haven't already, much appreciated. But the one thing I wanted to finish off this podcast with, which is something that I've been thinking about and talking about a ton, is that, all right, so you got all these folks wildly addicted to all these drugs, right? And they are basically responsible for a great deal of the shoplifting because they need to get high and they're going to have to steal something to make that happen. So what do you do with all those folks? Because you need to get them squared away in order for this. Are you, are you going to incarcerate them all on charges of shoplifting? I don't think so because that whole incarceration thing, you know, that's one of the big things about the left is that they don't. And, and I try not to talk about the right or the left because I think these, these topics are about everybody, right? They're about everybody. So I try not to put it in those terms. But then when you actually have to deal with it, when you have to start talking about, all right, well, you need to get some politicians in there that are willing to kind of drop the hammer and and it's go time. An example of that is Mayor Bruce Harrell is just hammering down on graffiti. I mean, he's just going hard. It's a, you know, it's a 24 seven battle because those guys just come out, you know, graffiti up the city and he sends a crew through and they paint over it. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, right? So there's, there's really no end in sight, but the flip side to that is kind of giving up. It's giving up. It's all right. Just let the homeless go wherever. Just let the drug addicts go wherever. Open air drug market. That's fine. And that is where San Francisco kind of sits. And Oakland, Oakland has some major crime issues going on to the point 
where the NAACP came out and said, hey, this anti-police rhetoric and these district attorneys and prosecutors who are not willing to prosecute crime, this is hurting our residents. You guys got to do something about it. And Mayor London Breed is like, "Ah, I can't believe you brought up that narrative. That's not what's really going on. I think it might have been Price, the district attorney in in San Francisco. No, Oakland. Um, I can't believe you guys stated that narrative. That's not what's happening. Oh, it is. 100%. 100%. So, (laughs) you know, what's going to happen to make some of this stuff go away? What's going to decrease it? You going to throw people in jail? Eh, probably not. You going to throw people into mental institutions that are whacked out of their minds? Probably not. What are you going to do with all the people addicted to drugs? Are you going to get them treatment? No, probably not because you don't have those resources. You, they're not available. They're not out there. For the number of folks that you have addicted on the streets right now in San Francisco or Oakland or Seattle or Portland or LA or wherever, you don't have the resources to do it. Just not there. So what's going to happen? Yeah, that's what I keep wondering. Like, all right, we'll watch this. We'll just keep watching this train wreck. Cause I mean, that's, that's what this is. 700 grand in a year. That's a, that's a train wreck that's happened, right? I mean, that, that's just wildly off the tracks. That's not a business. And so many businesses have already closed, right? And so many major, major institutions have closed. Like, yeah, I can't make a go of it here anymore because it's not tenable. And it's because there's policies in place that have made it such just a world is your oyster for these criminals. What's going to happen long term? How are you going to bring the feds in? I mean, literally, what are they going to do? You going to get more cops? Nobody wants to be a cop. You going to incentivize police officers? You going to work more overtime? Nah, nah. And we've looked at some of these things. Not not viable. You don't have enough cops to do it. Plus, even if you did have them to arrest, you know, are you going to place a cop in front of every business? That's kind of what it's come down to is, you know, in areas of Seattle that are pretty squared away, you've got private security, but not every store can afford that. You know, it's just, it's not, not doable. So what's going to happen? I don't know. Stay tuned right here on News for Reasonable People. Thanks again for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now.